it's happening podcast time Woo! hello <laughs> world hi <laughs> hey Kristen what's up oh, I'm just sitting here talking to your pretty face um, um we, there's a friend here with us I want to see a friend want to see a friend hey buddy oh <laughs> that's a friend hello beautiful hey, hi sweetheart. look at look at all the distractions that I put around so that we could get through this podcast <laughs> you're very like, good at creating entertainment she's got her flashcards she's got her giraffe she's got her banana there's an octopus it's like surely she'll be fine <laughs> there's a lot going on I think Love we it. should tell our podcast audience we got to see each other in person yesterday oh that was really amazing yeah it was it's it really good it felt really good yeah and we were kind of joking that this podcast got born out of us just getting together and having these conversations. And then really some of our friends were like, I wish you guys would just record these conversations because I love hearing about what you guys end up sharing that you discover on your conversations. And then yesterday we were so sneaky. We were like, oh, it's a conversation just for us today. I know we get to have it for ourselves. We get to say all the things we don't want to say to other people. <laughs> we had panel chocolate. Oh, we sure did. Yeah. I loved the moment. This is like a true moment of our friendship. I loved the moment when I said, well, we could go and get, you know, the healthy gluten-free vegan pastries. Um, we could go to the patisserie and get like, you know, a buttery pan chocolat. And you took a moment to really consider it. And you're like, well, if we're going to go for it, we might as well just go for it. <laughs> Why would you and I not do the thing? Why would we not <laughs> all the way there and delight ourselves? We're well, because life is really a training ground of how do I not delight myself for some <laughs> reason as adults, which is funny because my little one is like, my whole life is about being delighted. I mean, she just tried pineapple for the first time. Delighted. Like, isn't it like, I can't remember the first time I tried pineapple, but I bet it was miraculous. And I just saw it on her face. She was like chomping down, like, what is this miracle? <laughs> oh, that is so precious to get to experience it through her living in that moment for the same time. And uh, pineapple is slippery. So it's hard for her to hold. So she would be like chomping on it. And then it would like slip out of her hands. And she'd be like, wait, I don't like that. Where'd it go? <laughs> and she couldn't quite get it back. And then she was getting frustrated because it's like, I want that thing that tasted good. <laughs> It's the whole process. Where'd it go? Well, I have something that is almost as good as pineapple. Um, okay, so last night I was in New York City and I thought to myself, what would delight me? And it was early evening and I have learned I need to eat early. I am a girl that doesn't like to go to bed digesting my food. I want to eat at like mm -mm. six o'clock, 530 is even better. But it was around six o'clock. And I thought, wait, what I really want, and this is something that I do when we travel, if I am by myself, I take a wonderful book and I go and I sit at a restaurant and I just read the book and I have a nice bite and I'm in my own romantic heaven. It's like how I date myself. And I was wanting that desire, which is interesting because today we're talking about the joys of travel uh, or the lessons learned from travel. Okay, so I went into Shakespeare and Company and I bought the creative act, a way of being the new Rick Rubin book. 
I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. First of all, everything that he says about uh, the creative process, I'm like, yes, yes, exactly. Yes, that's how I feel, 100%. Um, and I feel that feeling like my body expanding as I read. I can feel my awareness expanding. So I read last night, I had a beautiful Mediterranean salad. This morning, I woke up early, like 5 a.m. in New York time. I, I knew I needed to move my car by a certain time, but I was like, well, the light will be gorgeous. Around 6.30, I got a coffee. I moved my car I, and I drove from New York City to Woodstock. And all I did was listen to interviews with Rick Rubin. So I feel like I've been with Rick Rubin for a few hours this morning. But then, because of travel, adventure, broadening awareness, life as a creative act, I was like, oh, you know what I want to get? I want to get it on the boot camp that I go into. It's usually at 9.30. And so I'm like, okay, so I'm going to show up at 9.30. And I get there and he's like, oh, Kristen, honey. Yes. Oh, he's that, that was me. Cause I found out there was no boot camp. I was oh. like, I was, I was like, oh, he's like, no, Friday is our day of rest, but I'm doing I'm a training session with three women right now. The three women go, come on, join us. So then I joined their workout. And then afterwards they said, do you want to come take a dip with us? And I knew exactly what they meant. They meant, do you want to go get naked with us and jump into ice cold water? And I thought to myself, oh yes, that's exactly what this morning has called for. So wow, I, I'm so proud of you. I, I think my answer to that would be like, I don't want to be in cold water. No, but you're so cute. <laughs> I think of you as someone who is uh, excellent at ice cold water. Really? Yeah. Elena, what do you think? <laughs> All right. So if you have heard, we have started uh, recording our podcast on video and you can watch it on YouTube. You want to sign on just so you can see Natalie's adorable baby. Like, look at this gorgeous face. Look at how cute you are. She's just like, I want to know what's happening. I want to be part of everything. Get in here. Get into this conversation. <laughs> um, anyways, I think of you, Natalie, as someone who loves to jump in cold water. Really? See, that's very fascinating because I once had a nervous system regulation coach who suggested taking cold showers as a way of nervous system regulation. And I was like, no, I'm like a, I'm like a hot bubble bath kind of girl. <laughs> and they were like, yes, but it'll help your nervous system. I'm like, so I did, I tried one day and it was one of those, like, no, I, this isn't for me. I, I would rather be dysregulated. <laughs> um, I have this memory of being at a spa with you and you kept doing the cold plunge and then got into a oh, yeah. plunge. And I did like that that day. Yes. It was so funny because I was actually thinking of you this morning as I was like freezing. I was like, well, I don't know how people do this. <laughs> Maybe I was more adventurous back then. Maybe motherhood has made me just like all the warm, like uh, what, what did you tell me the other day? Elizabeth Gilbert calls it warm vanilla pudding. Yeah. Only do the things that feel like warm vanilla pudding. Yeah. That's kind of what life feels like for me these days. Yeah. Well, I also would imagine, tell me if I'm getting this right, that there are so many natural challenges in being a mom and bringing in a, a new life into the world and raising them. But anything that is not that, you're like, this needs to be warm and easy. Yeah, 
ease is such a, such the thing. It's like, there's so much structure and uh, there's so many systems in place, you know, just to keep her like alive and dry and healthy and well, that um, everything else just wants to feel like travel. It wants to feel like whenever there's space for me, for me personally, other moms might feel totally different about this, but for me personally, whenever there's like an hour space for me, um, a really important question is my travel question, which is like, what was, what does my heart really want right now? As opposed to the structure of, I should try to get this many workouts in. I should try to get this much stuff accomplished today. It's like, oh, okay. Yes. Yes. To all those things. But in this little pause, is there something that my heart really needs right now? Like, do I really need to get in the bathtub? Do I really need to do a little meditation? Do I really need to lay on the floor for a minute? Do I need to do a little bit of stretching? Do I need to go lay in my closet? <laughs> you know, cause there's, there's uh, oftentimes just so much structure that you just need a little bit of, yeah. Can you hear her? <laughs> yes, I can. She's, she's just learned how to, um, express herself so she's in a learning leap I'm going all over the place that's what motherhood I love it it's so um, and this learning this learning leap is all about that babies will learn uh, start to learn how to express themselves in new ways and they say babies will either do that through gross motor skills or through uh, vocal expression so we know which one my love has chosen <laughs> I'm so glad that she is learning to express herself Elena do you know what Rick Rubin says about uh, self-expression? He <laughs> says your self-expression isn't about you. <gasps> what do that you we all that? Are, that we're all here to express ourselves, but it's not even about us. It's about something bigger that's moving through us. What do you think about that? She's contemplating. She's thinking yeah. about it. She's a deep thinker. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to tell our podcast audience that we are very excited about our summer adventure because it's been a long time. Gosh, it's been you a long I, time. I mean, I feel like most of our podcasts were you and I going on adventures and then telling our audience about it. And we've broken so many podcast microphones because they've been shoved in luggages and <laughs> broken along the, along the way. Until we got up on microphones entirely. Yeah. And we've podcast from Greece and France and Bali. Europe, Bali. We we podcast from everywhere. And at the very beginning of our friendship, one of the first things we did was go on a trip. Before I even knew you that well, I was like, "Hey, you want to go to Europe?" Still one of my favorite favorite moments. Of like, you really want to get to know someone, ask them to go on a vacation with you. Yeah, travel <laughs> with them. I'll never forget. You asked me if I wanted to go with you, and I was like, "I really feel." like a heart yes to this but then I was all control freaky in my mind about but what are the logistics I don't know Kristen do we sleep in the same bed how does this work where do we go uh, how do we organize this <laughs> who decides when we do what like, I just remember it was like all of a sudden we're married and I don't know how marriage works that's how I felt <laughs> it's so precious and you were just like well, we'll just figure it out. It'll be fun. Yeah, we're going to live in the moment and see where the moment takes us. And I don't know, where do we sleep? It depends where we go that night. <laughs> totally. Depends if we even find a bed to sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> Who says we're going to bed? Right? We might stay up all night. Um, but it, it's a really, it's a really beautiful thing that our friendship was born out of this lovely um, 
this lovely moment of travel together because it has become such a touch point of our friendship of let's go on an adventure together. Let's wander somewhere together. And it's become a way that we have deeply connected over these, these years and over our lives changing so drastically from then until now, it has been something that we've come back to just, just as a way to, to feel almost like when you're friends with someone from the time you're a kid, you know, and there's certain things you would eat as kids or certain playgrounds you would go to as kids that as adults, even going back into those memories and going back into those things can feel very sacred and travel for us has become this really sacred thing that reminds us of that falling in love phase of our bond, you know? Yeah. And I remember when you and I started traveling together, this feeling of, is life allowed to be this fun? Um, I remember that one morning where you got the the big bag of the uh choquettes. I, I, say choquettes. I was gonna say donut holes but choquettes <laughs> really French gonna donut get, holes we're gonna get a whole bag of them is that allowed <laughs> are we and I, I was like Kristen I'm getting a whole bag of these every morning and then I'm getting a pain chocolat after <laughs> are we allowed to do that is that okay <laughs> where are the rules so it's so funny yeah. um, the different places you and I both were holding on that the other person taught us how to let go yeah to really give permission to mm -hmm. one of my all-time favorite travel moments for us was the very first moment of our very first vacation we because we had booked our trips separately because you were already going and then I was like going to tag along after we weren't sitting together and so you got off the plane and, uh, you know, went and did your thing. And I got off the plane and it was my first time. Now I was in my thirties, but it was my first time traveling internationally. I think I had only flown between the U S and Canada before, which is technically international, but, um, this is my first time traveling to like, for me, a foreign country outside of North America. And I got off the plane and I looked around and I didn't see you. And I was like, well, surely she's here somewhere. I mean, like, I was like, I don't know how my phone works. I don't know where I am. I don't know where to go. Like, and I just all of a sudden turned into a five-year-old who couldn't find her mom. <laughs> I remember that moment of being really like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. And I just got really scared. And then I was like, well, I I'm going to find her at some point. So I just, um, went to, I guess, customs or wherever we had to go. And like, there you were in line, like, hi, there you are. And I was like, and I just remember looking at you almost like with tears in my eyes of like, Kristen, I really haven't done this before. And I you were like, oh, oh, I get it. You really haven't done this before. <laughs> oh, it's so wild. And well, you know, our theme for this, this trip that we're doing this summer, summer is expansion. And one of the things that I love about travel is how it expands us how it gets to help us think of ourselves in new ways and how it helps us think of the world in new ways there's so i feel like you know feels like there's this recurring theme that's happening all the time right now where people are feeling really afraid of life and yeah. uh depression is up anxiety is up it's like we forget that the world is also beautiful because yeah, it's so scary. But and welcoming and opening. Yes. And uh, that there's incredible people and delightful experiences. And 
I, in a way, I feel like my morning was like a little bit of travel, even though I was in Woodstock in my hometown, in that I didn't expect any of those things to happen. And I just said yes and went with them. But I yeah. didn't plan. I didn't plan the morning. So Natalie and I made this list of we each wrote down five things we've learned from travel. So 10 things altogether. And we don't know what each other's answers are. And so we thought we would share them. And, it's so fun. That's our five top lessons from travel. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. It's so fun. Okay. Do you want to go first? Oh, I, so funny. do you want me to go first? You are going first. Um, I, I'm so happy to. Okay. I'm also really curious to see if we're going to have any of the same ones. Cause I bet you we will. I'm sure we will. Okay. You go <laughs> first and then. Okay. Well, the first one that I wrote down and I, I purposely did this in very little time to be spontaneous and just see what the first instincts were. The very first thing that I wrote down about travel that I have learned that has opened me as a person really tremendously is follow the cute. And it's like your number five. I love it. Okay. So follow the cute is just a really fun thing that Kristen and I started to discover as a true North, as an internal compass, which is, it's like, I could walk down that street or I could walk down that street. Which street do I want to walk down? And, and there's a charm. There's something that looks cute. It's like those cobblestones look cute. Uh, that, that hat shop down there looks adorable. Ooh, that, that little bend that that takes towards the river just seems really charming. And so much of our travel experiences became the internal map. Yes, my love, the internal map, the internal compass of just following where charm, where cute, where adorable, where, um, where just like the lovely things that the turn on sort of felt like it was. And I just feel like in day-to-day -day life, it's like, I take this bus, I get in this car, I drive this route, I go this way, I, I go to this job, I go up the same subway steps every time I go there. <laughs> Do you want to be part of the conversation? Um, and there's just something about travel that there's no system. There's no yeah. way to do it because you're just discovering a place for the first time. So like Elena eating pineapple today, everything's new. There hasn't been a time before. And when everything feels new, there's no what I'm supposed to do or where I'm supposed to go, the street I'm supposed to walk down. And it really makes me think of like, you know, neural rigidity of like by the age of 35, 95% of what we do, what we think is automatic or habit. Yeah. And it just makes me think, wow, in a big world, where you could do anything, you could be anything, you could experience anything. It is really fascinating to watch that our habit for safety and our habit for structure and our habit for security will cause us to go walk down the same street every time. She just really wants <laughs> in on this she, conversation. She's like, I know about following the charm. You are you the do. charm, you are the cute. I yeah. Following the charm or following the cute or following the ping, it's like teaches us how to listen to our intuition. What feels like the right way? What feels like the next right step? So this can translate because it's such a helpful thing to learn in life. Ooh, what feels like the right person to go on a date with? Or what feels like mm. the right creative choice it in this project I'm working on. So we learn how to trust our feelings and we learn how to listen to that part inside of us that's 
that that deep um, inner gut place that knows how to make decisions. And I, uh, oh my goodness, I'm. I so distracting. I know, but it's so fun. I love it. Oh, are you kidding me? It's so. It's all discovery. It's like, what's this thing? What's this thing? <laughs> now everyone who's listening with their ears is like, oh, I have to go on. They're like, what's the baby doing now? What's the baby doing now? <laughs> I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast, but I'm going to tell it again, which was when my mom and I were in Barcelona, that I had brought her for Bar- brought her to Barcelona. It was New Year's Eve. And in typical Kristen fashion, I was like, we're going out to dinner, but I did not make <laughs> reservation. And I'm like, no, we can just get dressed up and go out. It's going to be fine. My sister's <laughs> like, I kind of think we probably need a reservation. I'm like, no, we're going to follow our intuition. It's going to take us to the place. And the first like couple places we went to, no reservation only. Nope. No tables. Reservation only. And then I'm like, we just need to listen deeply. I mean, can you imagine how annoying to have me as your daughter? We're going to listen to <laughs> our inner guidance is going to tell us where to go. And so we ended up going down a street and then we took a left and then far down this kind of like alleyway, I saw a light on and I was like, I think that's a restaurant. And so we go in and it was a restaurant and they were open and there was a total party. It was almost kind of like a Mexican vibe, even though we were in Spain, it was so bizarre, but fun. And like, it was like siesta. And I remember there was these adorable uh, waitresses and they taught us the Spanish New Year's Eve method of, of doing 12 grapes at the stroke of midnight and we danced with them and we sang and everyone was talking and they gave us food and they never charged us for it. And we had such a blast of a time. And then after midnight, after we had partied for a while and my mother was like in her late sixties, by the way, I have to say, we go out onto the street and it's filled with people. Like just everybody's out on the street and we go walking and we end up after walking down the streets through the parades of people, finding some little, there was like a little bar and there were people hanging out outside and they had these little like Miro painted black mustaches on and they called us like into the bar somehow, me and my mom. And like my mom hung out in the strange Barcelona bar with me until like three o'clock in the morning And I remember we had such a good time and we laughed so hard and we made all sorts of friends and we, we got it. We were so um, exhausted and ready to go home. And we didn't know how far the hotel was. And we flagged down a cab and we gave them the address for a hotel. And we were literally right around the corner from our hotel. It was like the shortest cab ride ever, but that, that thing of what might happen if we just follow if we just follow what feels fun, if we follow what looks cute. And I think in life, it can be really easy when we get into routine and discipline, which is really important, um, but that we start to forget um, how to do that deep listening and, and to follow what feels good and to take out those things in our life that just feel like, oh, that yeah. Yeah. That, like that making does, reservations. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel fun. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, I don't want to talk to that person on the phone. Oh, I don't want to do that thing. Have you said what you need to say as well? Is she talking? <laughs> oh, I love that. 
I love that. And I just, I can picture your mom in her absolute bliss. Oh, she loves people. Hey, sweetheart. <laughs> um, I have another one. Was that your, was it, did you move your number five to number one so we well, could that, share it? Well, that was my number five. So, so I'll, I'll circle back. To You'll my circle one. back. Okay. Yeah. You give so your two. My number two is that traveling makes you realize that there are angels on every corner. That is true. Because when you travel, really scary things can happen. Um, you know, like wallets get stolen, you get pickpocketed, um, <laughs> you know, you lose your way. Uh, I remember when we were in Berlin and I could not understand the subway and it was, and it, it wasn't like a language like that I could kind of understand what the words meant. It was really like, like I really couldn't even begin to fathom what up or down or left or right or anything meant. Um, and there, there's times when I remember Eddie and I were traveling once and we left a bag on a train from France to Spain. And then that train was going on somewhere else, but that bag had like his passport in it. Like really, and, you know, and then we're in a country where we don't speak the language and we're trying to understand how we can get the bag back. And if someone might've taken the bag or if the bag's still gonna be there and all those scary moments where you just feel like the bottom drops out and you don't know what to do and you're, you're not in your comfort zone. So you don't even know what, what phone call to make or, or how to communicate through different languages. And every time something like that has occurred, there are angels that go, I got you. I will help you. This will all be okay. And it has happened every time, no matter how lost I've been, no matter how irreplaceable what I've lost is, there has been an angel in another country speaking another language who somehow shows up and gives me exactly the help I need. And whatever's lost gets found. And it all feels like a big miracle. And almost to the point where you'd go, I'm kind of weirdly glad that happened because otherwise I wouldn't have had this human connection or I wouldn't have had this miracle, to, you know, to tell the tale of. What happened with the bag? So in the end, the, the, the bag went to Barcelona and the conductor of the train looked for it and found it and said, well, tomorrow I'm bringing the train back to Madrid. So we'll just drop it off to you. Whoa. Yeah. So we just got everything back and it was all there. That is so true. I have had many of those miracle moments, often through people and sometimes just through what feels like miracles. And there's something about feeling a little bit helpless in a place you don't know that actually makes you more dependent on miracles. Mm -hmm. So it makes me look for them, need them and find them. And I forget that those are available all the time in everyday life. And I forget to ask for them and I can watch how I close myself down and forget that they're always there for me. That I can just go, oh yeah, I need a little support, I need a little help. I need mm. some circle action. I need to be uplifted or um, I just need a friend. Mm -hmm. and, and the power of, of asking the universe for exactly what you need. Yeah. 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 Okay. What's your number two? Okay. My number two is adventure is out there. It is out there. So 
the thing that I love about traveling is there are so many experiences that I could never dream of. There is natural beauty I couldn't conceive of. There are wonderful people to meet. There are unique discoveries. <clears throat> and I actually, <clears throat> I need to leave my house in order to find them. So I need to leave the comforts of my own home. Um, I have to leave the city that I know or the town that I know and say, okay, I'm gonna go have an experience. And to realize that there's these delightful treasures that are actually waiting there for me. And I feel sometimes like they get prepared in advance for me to go discover them, but it doesn't happen if we don't go. Like mm -hmm. we never get to find it if, and I even try to remind myself of that in, in, in my everyday life of like, oh, sometimes I just need to take myself out on an adventure day so yeah. that I can go and discover and remember that life is fun and that there's like cool things that I didn't even know existed because when I'm just in my life over and over again, I can get caught in the same groups, which gets my mind thinking in the same ways and the same way and gets my behavior uh, responding over and over and over again. So it's a way of like jolting myself and going, look, look, all this wonder is here that I never would have imagined. Yeah. And it's just so big and there's so much. And really all you have to do is open your eyes and say, I wonder what's here. I'm curious what's here. That's right. Beautiful. Okay. What's your number three? Um, okay. Um, my number three is about all of a sudden travel gives you the opportunity to realize that things like language and culture are not even close to a barrier of connection mm. that you can have a deep soulful incredible unbelievable connection with somebody and never speak the same language you can have an adventure with somebody like you can go and spend the whole day with somebody and not speak the same language and not have the same culture and not have the same background and not have the same anything and have genuine, I know exactly what they mean. I'm having the, like, there's a genuine soul connection here that is bigger than language, that is bigger than the normal ways I communicate and connect with people. And we've had so many of these moments. I remember one of our first nights in Paris. Do you remember we found ourselves at this very strange, um, it was like an outdoor indoor uh, club, I almost want to say, but we were dancing and we had made these new French friends. And you found me on the street at three in the morning, hanging out with all these actors from France. And we were oh, doing improv games on the street. <laughs> One of my favorite yeah. memories. I love that memory. Right. And we, I, at the time I didn't speak like very much French at all. And we were doing improv games and laughing hysterically and having the best time ever. We, we did not understand what each other were saying, but we totally understood what each other were saying, you know? Um, and, and there's just been many, many, many moments of that where, um, I remember in Bali, um, our taxi driver who just wanted to take us on all these funny, strange adventures, like the monkey coffee and all these fun things. And the women that were making the coffee and like telling us about the process, I mean, not in a way that we could understand, but we did understand, you know, the experience itself 
gives you a deeper understanding that transcends the normal barriers that in my everyday life, I might say, well, I can't connect to that person because we don't have a shared experience. I can't connect to that person because uh, they come from a different um, the, uh, way of thinking than I do. I can't, so every way that we tell ourselves we can't connect, travel shows you that it's already innate, that human connection is innate and it's not about the things we think it is. And as soon as we drop that, I mean, you and I are notorious for finding friends wherever we go, right? But it's amazing how many actual connections we've made, the people I'm still in contact with. And I, you know, I use Google Translate to talk to them, but years of, you know, meeting people. Do you, I remember when we were traveling in Amsterdam, one of those places, I don't even remember. And we met those two really adorable young girls. They were like young versions of us in the square. And I we remember. had like a tea with them. I don't know their names. I don't know, but like the, the connection was so pure and, and we just loved them and we loved to encourage them. And I, there's been so many of those along the way that you think, wow, sometimes as an adult, we get this idea of like, it's hard to make friends. It's hard to make connections. It's, it's hard to find people I can really connect with as an adult. And travel shows, you know, it isn't, it's right there, it's right, it's there, right there all there. the time. You just get yourself out into the world and humans love to be human beings to each other you know and it doesn't mean that we don't have to like tune in and listen and yes there can be people that are unsafe and you know, <laughs> travel teaches you how to listen to that too yeah uh, yeah travel teaches you great discernment about yeah. who who feels like warm vanilla pudding and who doesn't you know yeah, exactly right so so true um what's your number three okay oh that life comes in cycles mm. And just like travel comes in cycles. So I remember this one night I was in Paris and I had, I had gone on a date on Le Tinder. Uh, uh, <laughs> Le Tinder. And, and I was like, oh, no, you know, nice guy, but no, no, no. And I was heading home. And as I was walking back to where I was staying, um, some French guy was like, hey, hey, hey. So it was like following me down the street. And I was like, what is happening? And, uh, and then he realized I was American. And he's like, I just want you to come join me and my friends. And I was like, oh, okay. And I go and there's like 10 of them and they're all hanging out. So I had totally thought I was going to have this like, okay, that night didn't work out exactly how I wanted, but then they were so fun to hang out with. So the, here I was hanging out with these people who I didn't know, who didn't speak much English and I just had a blast of a time hanging out with these strangers and I was like oh my goodness that felt like a once in a lifetime fun joyful incredible evening that I didn't even know I was going to have just walking back to my apartment and they were young and cool and hip and great so the next night I'm heading out and and I have my little book with me and I'm headed to a restaurant and there was no big adventure. The big adventure was me. The big mm. adventure was being with myself and my own feelings. I didn't really talk to anyone. I sat and it was quiet. And I just kind of watched people walk down the street and I was with my own thoughts and I watched other people's conversations. And so that there's time for everything. There are times mm. 
times for you know it's like for everything there is a season there's times for mm. the wild fun nights that you're like I can't believe this is even happening it feels like a treasure hunt and there are times to just be quiet and write a poem in your notebook and sit with yourself and and just like there are times where your wallet gets stolen and it totally sucks and you end up crying because or you get sick and you end up in the emergency room right like for every there's there's all the things all the things mm. happen and uh there's ebb and flow so just like in normal life at home we have great days we have average days we have days that really suck and all of it is just is is part of the natural flow and yeah and don't we sometimes put the expectation that my day-to-day life is so awful and boring and whatever I need this vacation and I need it to be epic and magical and full of all the things and sometimes it is and sometimes it's not sometimes it's quiet sometimes it's hard you know sometimes it's lonely sometimes it's lots of things and it's actually just allowing you know, the gifts that travel and life and everything has its gifts and it's, it's going to go in its own pace, its own flow, its own season, as you beautifully said. Allowing everything to be as it is and just kind of watch it and notice and go, okay, here's, here's life being life and giving me all sorts of different flavors. Yeah. All right. I love that. I love that. Okay. My number four is really a big one for me because I'm a girl who like, as soon as one relationship ends, I can't wait to get into the next one. <laughs> like I'm a girl who really loves being in a relationship. I like, I know codependency is something we're supposed to work on, but I kind of like it. <laughs> um, but traveling has given me the gift of how absolutely and utterly okay I am on my own. That there's my, some of my best travel moments ever have been me just going, I'm going to, I'm going to just do my own thing today. Um, and the first time it happened to me was really scary for me. The first time was when you and I were in Berlin and you got sick. And so you were going to stay in and rest. And I thought, well, I, I don't want to just be like, I'm in Berlin for the first time in my life and I'm Kristen's going to stay home at rest. So I'll sit at home and watch movies. Like I want to, I have to go out and see Berlin. Like I have to be brave and I have to, you know, do this on my own. And I was really scared and I didn't know what to do. And I took baby steps at first. Like, I'll just go eat somewhere really close to the Airbnb just in case I get scared and want to come back. Or like, I can retrace my steps and I know exactly where I am. And, and but as the days went on, I got braver and I, I experienced more things. And then I would remember coming back and telling you, oh my gosh, I saw this and I did this. And this was so cool. And when you're well, I can't wait to take you here and do this with you. And, and it really started to show me some things that then in in past times when I've been in deep grief when I've had really big things happen that were really hard some of my instincts have been travel somewhere by myself Mm. and I remember one particularly really really hard moment in my life I was in Paris by myself you actually flew in to hang with me and uh but there was a few days I think before you got there and I was just really really in deep pain and I remember walking, listening to Oprah's What I Know For Sure through the Luxembourg Gardens. And I remember sitting in this beautiful cafe, having an espresso just by myself, letting the sun fall on my face. And I remember going and buying myself beautiful flowers and walking around and wandering and following charm. 
And as I was walking, it was like all of the pain that I felt was just processing, but it reminded me, I don't always have to process pain in the depths of isolation in my bedroom, eating ice cream. I can do that too. That's available. And, and sometimes that's what wants to happen. But another way to process pain is through letting my body experience pleasure while it moves. Yeah. And the, the way that I got to know myself through saying, where do I want to go for lunch? What do I want to order? Not because I'm with a friend and I go, because I'm, I'm so agreeable. I'm like, well, wherever you want to go, I'm going to be excited. But, but really the, the aloneness of travel to say, what do I want to do? And getting to know myself and getting to value and experience my own inner connection with myself through travel has been one of the most healing things. Good job. That's so beautiful. It's interesting how time alone, especially time alone out in the world, teaches us about ourselves, yeah. our preferences, and just how we work, how to, how to soothe ourselves and how to delight ourselves and how to meet ourselves. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Your number four. My number four. Oh, that life wants to help us. Uh, mm-hmm. So a story, which I might've told before, but I'll tell it again. Um, my mom and I were in Italy. I had taken her to Italy to go to a wedding and we were on the train and we were supposed to get to Florence where we were going to get the rental car. But for some reason, the train was running late. And when we were going to get to Florence, the rental car place was already going to be closed. But we had booked that night to stay in Tuscany. So our plan was take the train to Florence, get the rental car, drive to Tuscany. Tuscany, can I say any of these words today? <laughs> so we don't know what to do. How are we gonna get to where we're supposed to stay? And we're talking about it and we're figuring, well, I guess what we could do is just rent a hotel for the night in Florence. The next day we'll rent a car and then we'll drive to Tuscany a day late. Um, and I think I was concerned maybe about getting there in time because of, I, mean, I think the wedding might've been the next day. Anyways, we call the woman, we're staying at her bed and breakfast. She's an Italian woman. We're explaining to her what's going on and we're on the dining car. And then all of a sudden the man next to us said, can I talk to her? Uh, uh, okay hand over the, the phone to a man I've never met before. He speaks to her, to her in Italian. He hands the phone back to me and she goes, okay, it's all solved. Ah, He's going to drive you to my bed and breakfast when you get off in Florence. Don't worry about it. He's a lovely man. I can tell oh. you're safe. <laughs> I'll see you tonight. And I'm like, uh, okay, mom, uh, this guy over here, his name is Enzo. Okay. Enzo is going to drive us to Tuscany. And I was like, what is happening? But my mom is game, but we, I mean, we don't know this man at all. He's very well-dressed. We get off the train in Florence and, oh, he has a BMW. It's very nice. It's like, okay, well, he's nicely dressed, you know, not to judge, <laughs> but we get in his car and he turns on um, the engine and immediately starts blaring. Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand <laughs> <laughs> started playing. I was like, oh, we're safe. We're good. We're good. We're good. And 
he get, and then he drove us all the way to our bed of breakfast, which was far. It was like an hour and a half. And, uh, you know, the kindness of strangers. And also there are so many ways, especially during that trip that I just saw over and over again, that life was helping us. Yeah. That there's always a way. I mean, that relates to the one that you said about uh, the um, angels. The angels. Yeah. I, I could just feel life over and over being there on our behalf. And you can feel solution, right? Yeah. Like there's so much in our day-to-day life where it's like, I'm the solution. I come up with the answer. I figure it out. Travel makes you vulnerable. So you have to say, is there anyone else here who has the answer besides me? And when the answer is yes, and continuously yes, it builds trust. It builds trust with the universe. It builds trust with, I don't always have to be the one person show who, if I don't do it, it doesn't get done. And that translates back into your day-to-day life in a really powerful way. Well, it's interesting that you said when you're home, you become, I am the answer. I think I go a different way when I am home. I can go, the problem's too big. I'll never overcome it. I'm just, it's <laughs> there's no way out, you know? And um, when you're traveling, even when you're faced with a big problem, you've got to move through it. Yeah. You got to figure it out. There's no choice to to pretend it's not there or avoid it or. So it's a, it's a helpful reminder to me of like, no, life is right here and it wants to help me. All right, Natalie, what's your right. number five? My number five is that travel teaches me that romance, deliciousness, spontaneity, adventure, lust for life, is all a choice and not a bit of it is dependent on where you are. Oh. And as soon as you know that, and I know that you and I have had this conversation many a time, how do I make my life like travel? We, we always say, how do I make my New York life like our Paris life? And as soon as you realize that all of it actually doesn't have to do with where you're at, it has to do with who you're being, that we can make, the, the way we follow charm, the way we trust life, the way we see that support is at every corner, the way we show up vulnerably, the way we show up in awe and wonder, all the things that we talked about, that the being in a foreign country demands that of us or opens us to that, however you want to look at it. But it's saying, and I can make that exact same choice no matter where I am. I can make the choice to have my day-to-day life feel exactly like life in that other capacity feels. And, and I, I have the opportunity to just say, show me, like, show me how that might look today, you know? And, and there's real gifts and blessings when we start to say every day can be magic. Every day can be romantic. Every day can feel like Italy. Every day can feel like Paris. But in my experience, you have to experience those things out there first in order to understand how to bring them back in. Yeah. And I love remembering that there's choice involved. Yes. This is all, this is all hand. <laughs> I have choice. Me. I have choice. Me. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to circle back to my one, which was to be in the moment. Mm -hmm. So I can see how in my daily life, I can get caught in my mind. I can get caught in story. I can caught in, 
I know how today goes. I know what's next. I, I have my to-do list for the day. When I'm traveling, I'm in a new place. My senses are open. My awareness is open. I'm taking it all in. I am receiving. I am so in the moment. I am feeling things brand new. And that also is that awareness I can bring to my everyday life. I can bring that. What if I don't know how today is going to go? What is happening here? Have I really looked at Natalie's face and taken it in? What can I feel? What can I hear? And how to open myself and really receive what this experience is. Yeah. Like seeing when you're in a new place, you see everything for the first time. And can I see my life for the first time? Can I see my career for the first time? Can I see this project for the first time? Can I see this marriage as the first the first time it's ever been this? Can I see this human as the first time? My, can I see my best friend and this relationship for the first time? The gift of, of the freshness and the newness and, and saying, I don't know, like, show me what you are today. Show me how this is today. How can I co-create and be in a new relationship today with life, with myself, with my body, with my routine, with my schedule, with all of it? That's exactly right. It's a constant invitation. Yeah. Well, did if all of that did not inspire you to book a plane ticket, I don't know what will. <laughs> No, Natalie and I are doing a retreat in Florence of all places at the end of June. So you Florence, can Italy. Oh my gosh. The romance, the cobblestones, the pasta, the, the art, the architecture, the, architecture, the friendships. Uh, Cause you know, like we, our community is is a really special one. So, you know, the people that you'll be in collaboration and co-creation with on this trip will be very, very magical and probably lifelong friends. Yes. And, and you'll get to meet Elena in person. Come on, who doesn't love that? And yeah. it's June 23rd, 24th, 25th. Many people come early or they stay late um, and have their own wonderful Italian adventure around our retreat. But we're talking about expansion. We're talking about who life is calling us to be now, how we become an active participant in that. And it's going to be Natalie and I teaching together in person, which we haven't done in years and years and years. So years. like 2000, what, 18, maybe? Night, I'm sure at some point in 19, we talked together. We can, but it's going to be special. It's going to be magical. And the idea of expansion, especially now, yeah. when we've done such a deep clearing in the last few years and so much that was dormant has come up to be healed and sorted through. And now we're really on the precipice of saying, what is the life that I'm here to create and build? Because if anything that, you know, the amount of people we lost and the amount of unknown that we have faced in recent time has really shown us that this one precious life is ours to decide what it looks like and what to do with it. And if we still are not feeling fully empowered to expand into the life that we came to live, this, this is gonna be the moment. This is the moment. And Natalie, do you have any other offerings you wanna tell our friends about? I'm just bouncing this octopus on her and she's laughing hysterically. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't it be so fun if someone came over and just bounced an octopus doll on you? 
that's available. Um, you know what? At this moment, I do have my 2% booking method acting course that is going to be going on in March and April, if either of those dates work for you. And then I'm taking a little hiatus to do some traveling and mommy time and personal care. So these are going to be the last two opportunities. If you want to, you know, study acting with me, you can reach out to me and email me natalielinroy at gmail.com. And uh, that's what I've got up right now. What are, What do you have going on? Well, I have my ongoing story space. If you have a story you're working on and you want to work on it in community, you can come check us out. And we work on all those deep fears that come up when you're working on a project that is soul oriented. And I also have an uh, online video course called How to Get Your Story Out. So if you're the kind of person that likes to do that work at home and you want to watch something while you are writing, to really help you get those pages out if you get stuck in writer's block or self-doubt or insecurity. I've put everything that I have learned for teaching from teaching in the last 20 years into this video course. I love the video course because you can do it on your own time. You can do it in your own schedule. You don't have to like show up at a certain time for class. Like you can really, you can rewatch things that really resonate. I love that idea. That's great. I love that you did that. It's a really special offering for people. Well, you know, I want uh, the stories in the world. It's important. We need the stories in the world. Yeah. 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 It's how we connect. We connect through our stories and it's healing to tell them. It's healing to get them down on paper for for the person telling it. It's healing to give and it's healing, healing to receive. Yeah. Do you have any offerings you want to tell people about? I think we're about to have a nap and that's about it. <laughs> that's a pretty great offering, Elena. I think we could all take you up on that. Yay! Thank you, Elena, for being our guest star today. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for listening. We can't wait to see you in Florence. And let us know in the Facebook page, the Create Community Facebook page. Uh, let us know what your travel plans are and uh, what adventures you're going to be going on. And if you have any podcast ideas for us, please let us know. We're always open. We're always here. We're always listening. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you for being committed to showing up for your dreams. If you'd like to know more about what we're up to or find more information about our podcasts, upcoming retreats, or anything else, please go check out our website, www.thecreateseries.com. And you can come and jam with us on Facebook. I know we're still on Facebook. We have a Create Community page, and that's Create C period R period E period A period T period E period. And if you want to check us out on Instagram, you can find me, Natalie, at Miss Natalie Roy. And you can find me at Kingy Love. That's H-A-N-G-G-I-L-O-V-E. Keep on rocking your dreams, and we can't wait to connect with you more.